What's up, y'all? You got your boy, the video game Votary here with another brand new episode of the Nintendo, the Legend of Nintendo podcast. We got my co-host, the homie, my brother, Mr. Black Ranger. What's good with you, brother? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely been a minute, man. Oh, uh, let's catch the fans up on what's been going on with you, what you've been collecting, what you've been playing. What's, what's good? Fill us in. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we cheer, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Man, you know, with, with if you guys don't know, we're from Maryland, right? So if you listen in on podcasts, we're from Maryland, especially if you're on channel, whatever. Uh our thrift stores, they they suck, man. We don't get <laughs> good stuff. It's like very seldom we, if we find anything. Like we may just have to like entertain ourselves with the thrift store and like start a challenge and start collecting maddens or something you know what i'm saying just to do something there because you know very seldom if we're going to find anything you know so that kind of sucks but um i've been uh of course black Ranger, you know we we talk on regular but i've been game hunting i've been getting it done i've been getting it done i've been getting it done man i've been doing a lot a lot of game hunting man i got some exciting content coming soon man I'm telling you, y'all just y'all stay tuned, man. Y'all are really, really gonna enjoy it, man. I'm telling you. Um also I know it's been a while. I think last time we were on, I think Super Mario Brothers just came out, was about to come out. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, I think we pot we did we pot that night or the night before, the night after, somewhere around there. It was within a couple days of it. But um yeah, so I actually finished the game, I think, within a week or two of the game. And, man, let me tell you. So if you guys didn't know, Super Mario Odyssey was tippy-top for me. That was the best game ever. You can't tell me different. I honestly put Super Mario Brothers Wonder right there. It's right there. It's right there. And it probably will go back and forth. If I go back and play Odyssey, I'll say it's Odyssey and you know super mario brother one but i'm gonna tell you man that game is absolutely brilliant it's a masterpiece uh it was up for game of the, game of the year at the game awards which we're gonna get into in a little bit um but you know it i think a lot of people with, with mario games and nintendo is always a lot of flack especially with mario games they're like oh it's all the same it's all the same and it's definitely not this game was just it's just, you know, it was just done in such a classy way where, you know, they sprinkled a little bit of a a lot of things in there. Some elements of Kirby was in there. Um, there were, you know, just even like the transitions, the power-ups and the new world that you experienced. And even though it's kind of like the same plot, which, I mean, 
to be honest with you, if you're a Mario fan and a Nintendo fan, you don't get tired of that, man. You don't get tired of saving Princess Peach. But just like the way that they did it, man, it was just absolutely brilliant, man. So if you haven't had a chance to play that game and pick it up, I absolutely highly recommend it. So, of course, I've been playing that. Obviously, I picked up Super Mario RPG. Played that a little bit. Kind of back and forth, teetering a bunch of games. I got some stuff from on Black Friday. So, you know, I've been doing some shopping, man. <laughs> doing some shopping. So, you know, y'all stay tuned on the channel. Y'all, you guys will get a chance to see what I picked up. I don't want to give it away before I put the content out. But, um, so, Game Awards. Let's get into the Game Awards. Now, I'm, I'm still learning this uh, whole setup. So, what I'm going to try to do is share my screen. And hopefully, it's not like Pornhub or something like that on there. <laughs> but, but, uh let me go to i just want to start at the beginning and scroll over i'm on the um game awards websites um if you guys do not know the game awards uh streams every year i guess it's around the same time in december uh actually you know what i want to talk about something before we get into that so it was just announced yesterday on social media that, I mean, a lot of people saw it coming, but it's the official end of E3. Black Ranger, let me know your thoughts on that, man. What you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's unfortunate. I, I'm um, was blessed enough to get to go. Probably, I think it was the second to last one, if it wasn't the last one. Um, and it was a great experience, even though we knew everybody was kind of branching off and doing their own thing. Sony got to stay to play. Nintendo has Nintendo Direct, of course. Um, I still felt like it was a lane there. I felt like honestly, what they should have done was just kind of bring it down and not make it so big of an event because i think that's where they probably was losing money at but if they had to just kind of you know toned it down some you, you know you got all kind of independent developers and stuff like that and just the game uh developers in itself that's enough to be there because i mean unless it's like you know the first party title um they're not you know sony microsoft and nintendo they're not really going to present like their first one they and they made because it, it was definitely a way to announce it but i guess everybody's kind of using their platform but i feel like it was still something that could have been you know they could have saved it but obviously you know i i think it was really just the money thing and how much they put into it and how much they was expecting and taking the loss and stuff like that and also then too uh 
the last few years, like some of the major uh, developers and companies like Sony and Nintendo, they were kind of absent. They weren't really present. Like they had things like games being represented, but they weren't really present. So I think slowly but surely when some of the developers start pulling out and stuff like that, they started to, you know, think it was the end. But it sucks, man. You know, it's definitely an end of an era for sure. You know, it's definitely going to be missed. Um, you know, maybe they'll return to something like doing something online or whatever. Because I know that was a big thing, like the beginning, like the first, I think it was like a good two days before they even would let the public in, you know. They they were doing things online, and now it's just, you know, everybody just kind of split up. But it sucks, you know. Rest in peace to E3, man. Yeah, and if you got a chance to enjoy it, man, um, I would like to know what y'all thought about it. You know, hit me up on social media, Video Game Votary, especially if you're listening on the podcast and if you're watching the video, comment on the video. So that's E3. Let's get into the Game Awards, man. So let's see if I can pull this up, share my screen. I don't know what's going on. But uh so we'll just we'll just go with the category. So the first category was best esports event. So the nominees for this was Valerant Champions 2023. If you guys aren't familiar with Valorant, Valerant, however you pronounce it, Tomato Tomato. Uh, that's a first-person shooter game online. It's a great game. Then they had the International Dota 2 Championships 2023. Not sure what that was. Evil 2023. We're all familiar with that. That was um, That's like a bunch of the fighting games. Very, very, very good tournament. They had Blast TV Paris Major 2023. And then they had 2023 League of Legends World Championship. And 2023 League of Legends World Championship took that home, which is kind of shocking. I guess League of Legends is a bigger game than what I thought. I I never really put too much in it. Is that something you ever played before, Black Ranger? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And and you know, and also I feel like if 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 you're not really into like competitive gaming too, some of this stuff you're not really gonna notice. Um so apparently one thing that I learned after doing research on this and actually watching it is they open up voting where you can actually the you know, the actual consumers can vote. So I don't know if it's fully the consumers that made the vote or was there like developers or stuff like that um that played a role in the winners but um you you know next year just so y'all know you guys can go on the website and actually vote all right so next category was best esports coach don't know who these people are yoon home sung young for jd gaming league of legends remy is it quantum for team vitality for counter-strike another great game Jordan Graham for Overwatch for Florida Mayhem, Danny Zonic from Team Falcon for Counter Strike, and Evil Geniuses for Valerian, and that went to Christine Potter for Evil Geniuses. We'll breeze through some of these categories. Uh, esports teams, uh, JD Gaming for League of Legends took that home. Best esports athlete, there's nobody that I am familiar with, but Lee Faker saying, Hulk, 
<laughs> Looked like he plays League of Legends. He took that home. So shout out to him. Best esports game. Valorant took that home. Valorant, Valorant. Content creator of the year. Now, this was interesting. Now, I don't know if this was based. I'm, I'm going to imagine it's not based on like collectors or whatever the case may be. But it is some. Um, I'll go through them to see if you know any. You got Cypher PK, Spring, Quack Kitty, <laughs> People Make Games, and Iron, Iron Mouse. Now, I'm what I'm thinking is these content creators are like competitive gamers. That's what I'm thinking is who these people are. Uh, so Iron Mouse took that home. Not sure what Iron Mouse plays, but Iron Mouse took that award home. All right, so now we can get into some stuff that we may be a little more familiar with. Most anticipated game in the category nominees are Tekken 8, Star Wars Outlaws, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Hades 2, and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Shout out Square Enix because Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth took that home. Best adaptation is basically games going to TV or movies. So uh, the nominees were Twisted Metal, Super Mario Brothers movie. The Last of Us, Gran Turismo, and Castlevania. And The Last of Us took that home. I've heard great stuff about The Last of Us. I haven't had a chance to check that out. Is that something that you check out? You got a chance? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, uncharted. Yep. Yeah. That definitely was. That definitely was a tough category for sure. Because there, there's been some great adaptations. Twisted Metal. I saw a little bit of that. That seemed great. I didn't get a chance to check out Gran Turismo. I've heard about Last of Us, didn't get a chance to check that out, and didn't check out the um, Castlevania one either. But moving on, next category is Best Multiplayer. We had Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Street, Street Fighter VI, Party Animals, Diablo IV, and Baldur's Gate Three. And Baldur's Gate Three took that home. Um, Baldur's Gate Three was a big one if you guys did not watch that. They definitely were big winners. Be, best Esports or Best Sports in Racing. This was a strange category because it's it's like traditional sports and racing. But I kind of feel like, like, I, I don't understand why they messed it into one. Like, I feel like it should have been two separate awards. It should have been like a racing and a sports or, you know, pick one or the other uh, or just call it sports in general. But uh, so the uh, nominees for this one was crew, the Crew Motor Fest, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, Turbocharge, Forza Motorsports, F123, and EA Sports FC24, which is the new FIFA. So if you guys are familiar with that, uh, I believe they lost the license to the name or something like that. So they had to change the name. So the winner of that was Forza Motorsport. Took that home. Best Sim Strategy nominees were Pikmin 4, Fire Emblem Engage, Company of Heroes 3, City Skylines 2, Advanced War 1 and 2, Reboot Camp, and Pikmin 4. Shout out to Nintendo for taking that home. Nintendo was all in that category. So shout out to them for that. That was dope. 
Best Family Game. We had Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Sonic Superstars, Pikmin 4, Party Animals, and Disney Illusion Island, which I've yet to check out, but that's on my list. And of course, the GOAT took that home, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So shout out to that. I was very happy about that. Best Fighting Game. It wasn't a lot of, well, it was a couple fighting games that came out, so I can't say that. Street Fighter 6, Pocket Bravery, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and God of Rock. And Street Fighter 6 took home that award. Best RPG, Starfield, Sea of, sea of Stars, Lies of P, Final Fantasy 16, and Baldur's Gate 3. And the winner of that was Baldur's Gate 3. I'm kind of... I wonder why uh, Legend of Zelda wasn't in that category, to be honest with you. That's kind of strange. That's kind of strange. Hang on. I got to get back. Yeah, here we go. I had to get back in there. All right. So, nominees for Best Action Adventure. I think we kind of answered our question here. So, nominees was The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil 4, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2. And the winner was The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. That was definitely it. <laughs> I haven't either. I, I, I refused over it. It's just a gorgeous piece that just is supposed to just look pretty. <laughs> I, I'm not opening it. I, I refuse to do it. So next category is, or was, I should say, because it's a past tense, best action game. We had Remnant 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Ghost Runner 2, Dead Island 2, and Armored Core 6. And Armored Core 6 took that award home. Best VR AR, uh, Synapse, I guess. Synapse or Synapse. Resident Evil Village VR Mode, Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountain, and Grand Turismo 7. Resident Evil Village VR Mode took that home. And those are kind of old games. I guess they haven't come out a bunch of VR games. Best mobile game, Terra Neil. Monster Hunter Now, Honkai Star Rail, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, and Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Where's Call of Duty Mobile? Like, I, PUBG Mobile? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but Honkai Star Rail took that home. And uh, we I want to get into mobile gaming a little bit uh, after we get through these. Best debut indie game, Viewfinder, Venba, Pizza Tower, Dredge, and Cocoon. And Cocoon took that home. Best independent game, Viewfinder, Sea of Stars, Dredge, Dave the Diver, and Cocoon, and Sea of Stars took that home. Best community support, No Man's Sky, Final Fantasy, is I think that's Final Fantasy 14. Destiny 2, Cyberpunk 2077, and Boulder's Gate 3. Boulder's Gate 3 took that home. Best ongoing, Genshin Impact, Fortnite, Final Fantasy 14, Cyberpunk 2077, and Apex Legends. That's a pretty good category. And Cyberpunk 2077 took their own now. So I, just real quick, Cyberpunk 2077 made uh, like a 360, man. They started really, really bad. Really bad. Really, really bad. Is that a game that you own? Have you played it yet? All right. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, I hear great things about it now. Obviously, you know, it's winning awards. Um, I'm a little bit shocked that uh 
Fortnite didn't take that home, to be honest with you. And I know they get a lot of flack and they, you know, but I mean, you got to give them props. You got to give props to Epic Games. They have built that game and they've done a tremendous job. You know, they pretty much set the standard for it. But, you know, obviously with DLC and, you know, the way they turned around Cyberpunk, you know, got to give them props for that. So shout out to Cyberpunk for that. Games for Impact, we had, is it Tachia? Goodbye, Volcano High, Chance of Sinar. A space for the unbound and the winner was Tachia. I'm guessing like that's like a game with like a very special meaning for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. So that's very interesting. Innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help the game be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. So the nominees in this were Marvel Spider-Man 2, High Five Rush, Forza Motorsport, Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport won that. Uh, actually, Mortal Kombat 1 and Street Fighter 6 was in that. That's a lot of people in that category. It's weird. Uh, so uh, let's go in the comments real quick. Shout out to Gamer Aimer. Said, how's it going? All is well. How are you? How are you? How's that SNES uh, collection going in the GameCube? And then 64. <laughs> Shout out to Game Aimer. She's collected it all. Shout out to her. Shout out to her, man. Good, good people. All right, so best performance. We had Melanie LeBird for Alan Wake 2, Idris Alba for Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi, Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16, uh, Neil Newborn, Neil Newman for Boulder's Gate 3, and Yuri, is it Lewinto for Marvel Spider-Man 2? And the winner was Neil Newborn for... Boulder's Gate 3. They love that game. They, Boulder's Gate 3 took home a bunch of awards. Yeah. yeah, no, I knew he was in that. And I think he did a couple of voiceovers in the game. And on the Game Awards, uh, I think Matthew McConaughey came out and presented um, a game that's in development that he's a part of. So it's a lot of actors being a part of. It looked like it's some some A-listers being a part of some of these games, which I think would make the game a lot more interesting. To be honest with you, so that's that's kind of awesome. So Gamer Amber says she's sitting at the table, reorganizing lists, adding top labels, getting organized, trying to collect them all. I know the feeling, <laughs> all too well. That's the life of a collector, man. Like it just never stops. It's always so much to do. You're always rearranging. I've redone my game so many different times. And as you guys obviously can see, it's different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's obvious. But let's get back to these awards. Yeah, best audio design. Resident Evil 4, Marvel, Spider-Man 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Dead Space, Alan Wake 2. Hi-Fi Rush took that home. I got to check that out because I feel like that's like a spiritual successor to um, Jack Ryan Radio. Yep. And uh, the next category was best score in music. It led to the Zelda Tears, Tears of Kingdom, High Five Rush, Final Fantasy 16, Boulder Skate 3, Alan Wake 2, Final Fantasy 16 took that award home. And they actually had like a um uh like a whole like band performance. Uh but it was for the Final Fantasy 7 remake, uh rebirth. That's kind of what they were performing to kind of um let people know about that game. It was pretty cool. Best Art Direction, Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Liza P, High Five Rush, and Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 took that award home. 
best narrative spider-man 2 final fantasy 16 cyberpunk boulders gate 3 alan way 2 alan way 2 took that award on best game direction zelda mario uh spider-man boulders gate 3 alan way 2 alan way 2 took that award home as well game of the year the big one was the big one so in this category was Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Resident Evil 4, Spider-Man 2, Boulder's Gate 3, and Alan Wake 2. And the winner was Boulder's Gate 3. Um, Black Rays, let me know your thoughts on that, man. Were you disappointed? How you feel about it? That's dope. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did, man. Um, and honestly, you know, that's something that I asked. I went live right afterwards. And, you know, that's something I want to open up conversation to, to the people that's watching. And if you listen to a podcast, hit me up on X, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, or on YouTube, just to continue that conversation. I want to know if, you know, if you didn't watch the Game Awards, you just seeing like the winners and stuff like that. You just checked it out online. Does that open the door for you to want, you know, pique your curiosity to want to check out some of these games? Because to be honest with you, uh, I've heard of Alan Wake, never really got into that. Uh, I hold a, heard of Boulder's Gate, never really got into that either. But, you know, seeing Boulder's Gate win these awards, and even Alan Wake picked up some awards too, um, I'm definitely curious to want to pick up Boulder's Gate 3 for sure and just kind of, you know, get into that to really see what it's about. I mean, one game of the year. So, but, I mean, obviously that's a matter of opinion. You know, you got people that's first-person shooter players, multiplayers sports and things like that so it's all in to you know personal preference but as a gamer i'm definitely curious about that game now you know i'm definitely gonna look up some gameplay and just kind of look into it a little bit um one noticeable title won zero awards i was a little taken back by that and we're talking about none of the spider-man suit that that was interesting yeah yeah I, I i don't i don't know what to make of that i haven't played it but you know of course it came out alongside super mario brothers wonder so everybody was like trying to compare obviously it's two different games but shout out to my boy ray because we had a conversation about it and uh he was saying that you know a lot of people were downplaying the mario game but it was saying that you know of course the hardcore gamers were saying spider-man 2 is better but he was saying like it, it basically spider-man is almost like a beat-em-ups and just the story's different and without playing it i kind of can agree i can see where you would draw that conclusion and i feel like that's definitely correct um black ranger if you had a chance to check out spider-man 2 and how do you feel do you think spider-man 2 got snubbed at the game awards
encore. Mmh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Every year. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Uh, if you guys you guys obviously should be following me on my youtube channel but um i think i talked about it on the podcast i believe we spoke on it it was funny because me and black rangers had a conversation when uh legend of zelda tears of the kingdom came out we were just like you know last minute we were like hey you know we want to get this collector's edition and i remember telling black rangers i said man you, you know we can walk into the store and get it right and i said i know a place i guarantee i'm gonna get one and uh Sure enough, <laughs> walked into the legendary Mondalvin Mall here in Baltimore, Maryland, and walked right out with it. I FaceTimed him and showed him. I actually found two, sold one. I got all the extras, sold it, was able to pay for mine. So, and now I'm refusing to open it. It's just over there. The shelf looking nice. But, but, you know, sports games, I used to be really, really, heavy into madden and 2k like i used to play online especially madden man um and they could be a lot of fun even though they're like the same game it, it all depends on if you're in the sports you're in the really in my opinion online gaming but that's also something you can play when my cousins come through like we're playing 2k and i never buy those games within the first day i'm not that deep into it i used to be but if you just wait, it's going to go on sale for 20 bucks. So you just wait, you know, for something like that. Uh, a lot of times I pick up 2K for the Switch. So shout out to them for making that game on Switch because I do have a lot of fun playing 2K on the Switch from time to time. So that that's a lot of fun. I hope I would hope they come out with Madden. That'd be great, you know, play on the go, get a season started or something like that. Um, so moving on, uh, I was watching 
uh, Spawncast, shout out to Spawnwave. Uh, and Newswave, he was speaking on last week or the week before. We're going to shift to the next topic. And this topic is going to be this all digital future that they are pushing for, right? Of course, as collectors, we're against that. But this one particular thing that Spawnwave was talking about, it was an incident where Sony um, was taking games out of people's library and uh, banning their accounts. Eventually, a lot of those people went back online. They said they got the accounts back. But there was an issue with the games. Now, there has been, I can't remember what game. I feel like it was a relatively known game. It didn't do well. The developer wasn't happy. So he, they pulled the game. Pulled the game, right? So, in going to this quote-unquote all-digital future, where it's seeming like it's going to be licensing issues. Which means, and this is my prediction, this is where it, it's going to get very murky and for the people that's pro-digital. You know, it's the same as when they're trying to do remakes. They got to go through. They got to get these licenses and all these things. That still applies, right? Unless you bought the game outright. And now, you know, we don't really get the games. I mean, Nintendo, we kind of get the games. And I feel like Nintendo protects their IPs. So, therefore, you will probably nine times out of ten always have a game. I'm almost, I can almost guarantee that. But Sony and Microsoft, on the other hand, from that, that's looking like what's going to happen is you're going to be basically paying to lease a game until that license run out and then they could pull it, which means Sony is in control of your digital library. Whenever you get ready to pull it, you spent your money. Now it's gone. What's your thoughts on that black ranger? <laughs> Absolute trash. Garbage. Garbage. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That that crazy and, and, and unfair really you know and um i remember i was talking having a conversation with my friend i was like you know what they're going to start doing they're gonna what i'm gonna just tell y'all now you know i'm calling it right now what's going to start happening with these games when they get to all digital right which i think xbox will more than likely be on that side um with their next release you're gonna have to start reading the fine print because I can bet you, I can bet you it's going to say, mention something about those licenses and that they have the right to remove it from the store. I guarantee you. Which, in my opinion, you should change the price. Because, you know, in theory, I'm written the game. So, what you should do is, uh, you know, with 20 bucks or something like that, cut the price. I, I, I wouldn't even want to pay half for a game that you can just take from whenever you get ready. Whenever you get ready, if the developer don't like it a month from now, it's gone. Like, no, like that's, that's insane. That is really insane. And that is one thing that 
you know, and even outside of that, man, just thinking about preservation of games. When something like that happens and they pull it, it's gone. It's gone forever. You know, thank God for, you know, content creators, us doing gameplay streaming and things of that nature. We can actually see it, but it's, it's going to get to the point where game preservation is going to be like obsolete. Some games are going to disappear. Some games have already disappeared forever. Like it's gone. We're not, we can't get it back. There's no way for us to get it back. So Black Ranger, I, I want you to share your thoughts on that aspect about video game preservation and like what that, what does that mean to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's interesting, man. Um, and you speak about Xbox. So I'm gonna let y'all in on something because it's probably not gonna be talked about on the channel. I sold my Xbox Series X. Don't regret it whatsoever. Because the truth of the matter is the uh the Xbox Series X and PS5 has been out for three years, I believe. Yeah, because it came out 2020, right? The end of 2020. Yeah. So in that time, I bought one game, and it wasn't even an Xbox exclusive. It was Call of Duty, and the reason why I bought it on Xbox was because the way I purchased my Xbox, it came with Game Pass Ultimate, so therefore I had the online play, which is how I play Call of Duty. But then when this new one came out, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to play it on PlayStation. So once that happened, I'm like looking and I'm like, there's absolutely nothing that I want to play on that thing. And I'm going to sell it while it still has value. So, and to each his own, it's all about preference. But here's the truth of the matter. One, I felt like for the past few years, Xbox does not have identity anymore. I feel like they are focused more on, you know, uh, Game Pass stuff. And, and Game Pass is awesome. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. 
So I feel like that's where the sales are going. But as far as I'm going to get this system for this game, doesn't exist for Xbox. They have zero identity now. And nothing. So, what, but the interesting thing about that is, and I've had a couple people point this out. Truth of the matter is, if I really wanted to still play Xbox, even though the Series X is gone, I still can. You know why? Because the PC has Game Pass. I'm absolutely, I'm not missing anything. I'm missing absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> what do you, Well, yeah. I mean, I got a game in PC. I can upgrade that. So, it, what's your thoughts on that, Black Razor? What are your thoughts on Xbox? Their identity. How you feel about it? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Now, 360, I feel like, was like the last of the good days of Xbox. Because even Xbox One, um, they, they, it would start of the release of the Xbox One. I don't know if y'all remember that whole debacle, man. When PS4 came out, it was 400. And then Xbox, I believe... They came out after PlayStation, and then they were charging five hundred, like kind of forced the connects on the uh, Xbox Connect on you. So they started all bad, right? And it just progressively got worse, you know. And with the except the exception of uh, Starfield came out last year. I mean, that's gotten you know some good reviews, and people talk about it pretty often. Um, but I don't think that's enough for me to keep it, especially like I have a gaming PC and a gaming laptop. I really wanted to play Starfield. I could play Starfield. I'll probably have a better experience to be completely honest. Like I don't need that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and honestly with the series X, I talked about this on my channel. Uh, I feel like that was kind of the end of my relationship with Xbox when they, the whole time promoting leading up to the release of Series X, backwards compatibility. Gonna be able to play everything. Of course, I'm excited. I'm getting the original Xbox game. I'm like, this is gonna be dope. I could play every version of Xbox on this one beast of a console. So again, when I get the Xbox, I don't buy any games. I don't buy nothing, right? So it comes and I'm like, bet I got original Xbox, I'm gonna pop it in, I'm gonna check it out. 
No. I won. Take it out. Oh, maybe it's just this game. Whatever. Something's going on. Boom. Put the next one in. Nope. Third one. Nope. Now it's a small list, and now it's only some games are compatible. And it's like, you know what? Y'all lied. You lied to the consumer. Not to mention, it kept cutting off multiple times and resetting. Like, PlayStation didn't have those bugs. Xbox, it kept happening over and over again. I mean, I would have Call of Duty in, in the Series X, and it wouldn't read it. Talking about this not read. Just I just got it. It's brand new. Like, what, what, do you, what do you mean it's not red? I'm taking it out trying to clean a brand new disc. I was just like, you know, and honestly, that, that started that started the end of it, and that's why I just sat there. And to be honest with you, I don't miss it. I don't miss it one bit, man. It, it can go. I use that money to put into my Wii library. That's something that's more important, more impressive. And to be honest with you, it's better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We ain't gonna go that far, you know. But, you know, it means more to me. And like I said, I decided to part ways with it while I can still get a decent, you know, amount of value for it. Um, I mean, it's still selling and, you know, to each his own. Because I think, like I said, it's more so preference and what people play. Um, but, you know, even down to that, their controllers suck. I went through four controllers. And it's not even like beating them up. Like they just, they're bad. They're not made good. You know, they're horrible. Now, I know Joy Con's got their issues, so I'm sure people want to give me crap about that. But I mean, these Xbox controllers, ever since the last one, and even like the 360, it's Xbox is, I mean, unless you buy an Elite, if you're going to spend $200 on that controllers, and by all means, but that's probably the only way you're going to get to utilize a controller out the box and keep it longer than the year. I don't think they last a year. And that's horrible. Like you need to get better progressively making better product. And, and they just didn't. And I think. Yeah, they, I mean, you know, they're spending millions of dollars buying up these studios, but what are you doing? What are you doing with them? And, you know, they, they, they had, they had leverage, but what I'm seeing is, their bread and butter is going to be Game Pass, and Microsoft, from what I understand, Phil Spencer is really pushing um, mobile gaming, which is not a bad thing. It's actually interesting. That's a topic I wanted to get into a little bit, because um, mobile gaming is excellent. You know, especially if you know you got like the iPad or iPad Pro, like somebody just got. You know, these nice size screen, twelve point nine inch screen, and you can play mobile like Call of Duty Mobile is, and PUBG Mobile beast like put your controller on there connect it and you you got a nice little setup um and they they're coming out with some great mobile games like you know nintendo had a couple they had uh the mario kart uh what's it called mario kart world tour or something like that and then they had the um super mario run which were great games so uh i know that xbox is heading that direction and they're more so their bread and butter's game pass but it makes me wonder how they offsetting their costs because I'm sure they want to make money off the hardware, right? So if you're pushing Game Pass, which it's going to kill sales of the games because they're putting their big releases coming straight out going to Game Pass. They want, right? Game Pass at the bare minimum, the um, 
basic one is because now it's like three tiers. It's like ten bucks. So essentially, this seventy dollar game, they they're losing sixty. So let's say, all right, my Xbox is gone, but I won't play Star Starfield, right? Let me get Game Pass. Boom, beat the game in a month. Cancel my subscription. Done. How how do you sustain? Now, the good thing they got about them, Sony too, but definitely Microsoft being kind of the preference choice between Apple and, and, and Microsoft, they're kind of leader, and even Microsoft is used on Apple too. So, they, but the computer stuff, they kind of got the backing, you know. But it, it made me wonder, like, how, how do you make money if when you're doing something like that? And I, I feel like, you know, I feel like they are taking their hat out of that ring. And, you know, I actually, there, there was like rumblings of them potentially like hooking up with Netflix because Netflix has gaming too, where they're doing something like that, which I guess it wouldn't be a bad idea if they decided they want to go full-fledged into mobile and stuff like that. Because apparently they want to open like a mobile uh, gaming store and stuff like that. I mean, it's not a bad idea. They would be kind of, you know... They would have a strong enough backing and the technology be to do it, unlike uh, the Google Stadia. They didn't really, you know, that was something brand new. Microsoft is a new tool. So, I mean, if that's what they want to do, but I kind of feel like, so you bought all those studios to make games on my phone? <laughs> like, what am I, eight? <laughs> Playing on my phone? Y'all know the saying with the kids, you got games on your phone? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't, you know. So that's that's uh that's interesting, man. What what do you think about that? How do you feel about the headed in that direction? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously this isn't a Nintendo podcast, but it's something that we talk about. But in talking about these things and, you know, he brought up the PlayStation portal. All of these things came about from the Nintendo Switch, for sure. You know, that's obviously the godfather of it. And no matter what they push, 
baby PCs and things of that nature, like the Rog Ally, the Steam Deck, OLED. <laughs> it just want to be so bad. But, you know, all of these things spawn from the Nintendo Switch. But I tell you what, it's never going to be that. And I don't care how much you want to fight and argue graphics and all these things and power. It means nothing because you need the Internet, for one. And then you're not getting full games. Majority of the time, you're getting the full game on that cartridge. And to be honest with you, in, in handheld mode, I, I don't need to be like woed with graphics and have this big, strong, uh, super technical console. I don't need that. Because what I feel like the difference is Nintendo puts a lot of focus on making a very quality game. So it's not going to matter. We're not thinking about the whole man, you know, ray tracing. Who cares? Like, I don't, I'm not going to, or, uh, you know, and it's not nothing, people, nothing wrong with people being into that. Sure. It, that's what to Everybody has their own cup of tea. But that that's not, I'm not counting, you know, frame rates and stuff like that. I want to play the game and enjoy it. That's it. You know, so that's one thing where, I mean, it, it's cool that they have all these, you know, um, handhelds coming out, right? But I tell you what, um, I'm sure Nintendo's probably going to announce, maybe release the next console. I'm, I, I would imagine they're going to definitely piggyback on the Switch, and I think they're going to stay in that handheld pocket. But one thing I, I have an idea, and I kind of had a thought on all of them, but especially if Nintendo does it, if Nintendo were to add something where you could put a data SIM card in there, you can forget it. It's over. It is a wrap. But any, even though it doesn't need it, but if they were to do that, because already, man, you know, Nintendo Switch has entered that same lane as when the Wii was out. Everybody had a Wii, right? Everybody had a Wii. And it was super enjoyable. Like, you know, there's a lot of family games and interactive games, and the Switch is the same way. And not to mention it's handheld. That was the biggest seller for me. That yeah, I can sit in the dock. Or I, you know what? Let me take it. Go on, I could finish my game, pick up directly where I left off. So, you know, that being truly portable, because these other ones, you need an internet connection. And I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was impressed. I seen the new Call of Duty on the Rogue Ally. I came across it on YouTube. I'm like, man, that, woo, I'm a Call of Duty guy. So I'm playing that. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I was that close to going to Best Buy while I was in Miami to go get it just for Call of Duty, right? And then it dawned on me, that's not going to work, bro. You're not going to have internet unless you're using your hotspot. It's like, yep, never mind. I don't need it. I don't need it. So I I don't know. I don't I don't know how they counteract that. I, I have to see it, but. It's a thing. Yeah, that's it.
Yeah, they, they, they're not going to be able to catch it up. It's, it's basically a companion, but we're going to wrap up this episode. We're approaching the hour mark. Uh, it was a very great episode. I was glad to be back with you guys on the Legend of Nintendo podcast. We want to try to get back on this on a weekly basis and hopefully actually get a set day, day and time. So with that being said, Black Ranger, let the people know where they can find you. Wow. Yes, sir. And likewise, I've been on vacation. I'm from work. I was on vacation for three weeks with the Miami, Virginia. <laughs> I look like I need a cut. <laughs> I will be getting a haircut before the next podcast. So don't you worry about it. But until next time, y'all be safe. Love on each other. Love on your family. We out.